Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Basically. I'm your host Stephanie Preisner and with me in studio today I have something that's very different to anything we've done before really. Uh, I, You may know her from Instagram. Fiona Fairy Psychic Medium is the name of the Instagram account and I have Fiona with me in studio today to ask her about everything psychic, everything medium-ish, me, me, everything to do with being a medium. Uh, thank you so much for coming in to chat to me. Thank you for having me Stephanie. I'm absolutely fascinated I mean you know the podcast we're friends on Instagram yes you know that this is like a very science-based podcast and that I'm into like all things science and yet there's this part of me that has been interested in interested in all like all things psychic all things horoscopes astrology because I don't know, it feels like since the dawn of time, there's been sort of like three strands, like even Carl Jung was into alchemy. The way that science was developed was they were trying to turn lead into gold. So there is something that connects, I think, magic, uh, the paranormal and science in a sort of a three way double helix. Yes. Since forever. So I'm really fascinated to have you. Uh, How did you get into into this is this something that you're born with that you were told about I feel it can be a bit of both so I feel first of all I believe we all have psychic ability every single one of us and I like to describe it as some children pick up the piano when they're you know when when they have an interest in it some go on to be concert level some keep it as a hobby and some aren't bothered by it and and, and some wouldn't even be drawn to play the piano but we all have the inherent ability to play the piano and so it's up to us sometimes our social conditioning our religious conditioning whether or not we go down that path and some mediums would have more predilection to it than others as in they would have a lot of mediumship in their family and it could also be the family dynamic that would be quite supportive also as well so I would be a third generation medium so my great great grandmother on my mother's side but also my nanny on my dad's side so I I have it on actually both sides of the family but the funny thing is is that all the women on my mum's side are as sharp as a fox. So when we would talk about emotions and feelings and vibes, it wasn't a um, an odd uh, abnormality. You'd be like, oh, I have a bad feeling about that. And I think us Irish are innately spiritual as a people. I mean, we have massive pagan roots. And so that was hemorrhaged off us, you know, over 800 years. And it was cut away from us in our language. But the Irish language is very spiritual as well. We are a spiritual people. I mean, you think of it, Stephanie, we have poets and the great writers and, and, and spiritual prose. So I believe us Irish mediums, we come from the heart. We come from a very spiritual place. And I also feel that there's no right way to believe. You know, I would consider myself almost agnostic. I believe many paths okay. lead to the divine. I don't like to label it or to say you have to believe this or to earn this or to be like this. I don't believe in a God that condemns um, people for who you love or for what you believe or for being a woman, so to Mm -hmm. speak. So 
so how I got into it was I was always a very sensitive child and and my first memories of I remember seeing energy moving as only a small little I was a toddler and then my first real memory of spirit was I think I was about four or five and my cat Blackie appeared by my bed and I immediately knew something had happened and the cat was in pain and I ran into my mum and dad's room and I was like bawling crying and I was like Blackie's dead and of course mum and dad were like go back to bed love it's a bad dream Mm -hmm. and I was traumatised I was like no Blackie's dead and they were like go back to bed so of course I went back to bed crying you know (laughs) and the next morning my dad was getting up for work and there was our cat Blackie dead at the side of the road and I remember my dad going okay that's (laughs) that's just not right so he came home that day like he he, you know buried back he went on to work and uh, came back and said to mum by the way um uh, this is one to tell you so they weren't it was never condemned or shut down or it was always almost encouraged Mm -hmm. not in a way that's like you know hippie or anything like that but if I talk about a vibe or I got a bad feeling my mum and dad wouldn't kind of tell me oh don't be so silly they'd almost say why and where is that coming from you know so I've always been fascinated by religion and I couldn't understand how I look at a priest and I'd see certain priests that have lovely energy. I'd see energy around them and others wouldn't have energy. They'd almost have a, a darkness around them. And I was fascinated by that. I was like, how can you stand up there and talk about God and there's no goodness in you? I, I, I could not make sense. But in my young little head, I realized I was reading energy. I was reading their personality. I didn't that know, other I, people couldn't see. No, that, well, it? I assumed everybody could. I, I, okay. I just assumed that was normal. And it wasn't until I started primary school. And then I realized, oh, God, actually, there's nothing normal about me at all. And so I would have shut down for a period of time just to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And then it was secondary. It all opened up again. So the hormones kicked off. And of course, it was that was it. So. I would have always had this fascination with everything esoteric. I The only time I ever mitched off school was to get my first deck of cards. Oh, wow. Um, and a Jervis Street uh, first opened. And it was a big deal. Do you remember Boots first came? And it was a big deal. And for me, it was like I was a bookworm for my entire childhood. And it was the, you know, um, the bookshop, the chapters had just opened. And I remember getting um, my best friend's sister had this deck of animal medicine cards and when she was out, we used to scuttle under her bed and get her a deck and we used to practice with it. So that was my first ever deck when I was about oh, 15, 16 years of age. And uh, I it was like a precious treasure. And I mean, look, look, look at now. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. You go on YouTube, you go anywhere nowadays. Instagram, you mentioned there, you know, we yeah. were talking about picking cards. It's wonderful for the baby medium or if you're looking to develop your spirituality and, and that it's fantastic. Yes. Does it, it not make it a little bit generic? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, because some people now ha- like they go, uh, they buy a deck of cards on Amazon mm-hmm. and then they're like, OK, I'm going to tell your fortune. Yes. Well, I remember my baptism of fire was through the holistic fairs, uh, the psychic fairs. Um, and it was a baptism of fire because I was incredibly naive, Stephanie. I, so what were these kind of like? So there's psychic fair circuit uh, would um I'm not so sure now after the pandemic, you know, okay. but before the pandemic, 
especially in the 80s and 90s, from Celtic Tiger boom years right up until then, the noughties, um, there would be circuits that would travel around the country into all the different hotels and there would be these fairs where you would get cards, you would get crystals, you would get books, you would have holistic treatments such as Reiki, reflexology. You could get the treatments there. Absolutely, yeah. Could you get a reading test. Oh, absolutely. And so you'd walk into a room and there'd be like a corral in the centre of like 20 to 30 readers. I went to one of those in Scotland. I didn't know they were here, but I oh, was yes. like, how can yeah. they be reading? Like yeah. I was sitting so close to someone. Yeah. It was like well, we were in you Ragamamas. Would, you would just be closing your energy directly, linking into that person. Okay. You know, but what that was a baptism of fire because you learn to to be very quick and go in immediately. What's going on with that person? Go straight to it. But you also learn that there was nothing for me. And I can only speak to myself and there's no disrespect meant to anyone that's still in that industry. And I can only speak of my own personal experiences. But for me, it was a baptism, a baptism of fire. It was cutthroat, cutthroat. And um, there would be psychics undercutting you on the prices, stealing your clients from your queue, uh, bitching back to it, it. I mean, I was a very naive 20 something. I was in my early 20s when I started on the circuit. And it, for me, I actually it was like being slammed into a wall because for me, I equated with being spiritual, with being a good person. Mm -hmm. And that and you're was a really sensitive person, very sensitive. But, you know, you would think that if you were holding space for somebody, which for me was always incredibly sacred, that you would be a good person. And that's not the case. the case. So some of it is incredibly focused and very generic. And I just uh, in the long way around uh, for what you just said there. I remember one fair I went to and this woman was watching all this and she went over to a stand, bought a deck of cards and set herself up at the end of, she was selling stuff and she started reading for people and she was reading the guidebook. Oh my God. Reading the guidebook and doing cards for people and charging them 50 euros. That's the There was murder. No, no, she didn't get away with it. There was absolute murder and that was just the readers that were going to kill her. Never mind uh, the people that were like, hold on a second, you, you're not doing this for long. You know, there was mm -hmm. killings over it. But you, you learn very, all of us have, there's no regulation in this industry in Ireland as mm -hmm. well. And that's something I feel very strongly about as it's the mediums and all the people that would work under that umbrella are very vulnerable then because you have the frauds. So when you follow me on Instagram, Stephanie, you will see there's not a week goes by where I don't post about all the fraudulent accounts that I am constantly duplicated. Um, so I have frauds all the time using my images, using my personal image to pretend they're me and hustle people because I have such a long waiting list. And so that's people being taken advantage of. And for me, that's something I feel very strongly about because I, I feel very strongly about what I do. How can, how, I have so many questions. Um, my brain is like on fire. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll ask my first question. I'll ask the two questions at the same time so, because then I'll have said them and you can choose to answer whichever one you want. Um, so the first one is, how would you regulate it? Because how can you, like, you know, if you, you can regulate, uh, let's say you can, like psychology also needs to be regulated yes, at the moment. And I you agree. can regulate it yes. by saying, okay, where have you trained? Yes. What are your qualifications? So that's my question. How do you, like, what's the solution well, to that? Well, first of all, we don't really have 
um, some good, there's some great mediums around this country that are doing great training courses, but we don't have regulation around those training courses. Okay. So any Tom, Dick or Harry can set themselves up as the Academy of uh, Mediumship. And then you also have the different religions, which is spiritualism in Ireland, which is a faith, which is a religion. You have fantastic spiritualist mediums and you would sometimes hear them called spiritualists. That's to do with a religion. Okay. Um, whereas again, I, I don't subscribe to any religion. I, I, I subscribe to the path. Um, of I uh, believe in everything whatever works for you it's energy at the end of the day we all go back to source so um, I feel how you would regulate it like any service um, so you could rate the person you went to personally there would have to be some way that you could um, validate that you yourself went for that reading because yes, again okay. within my industry you have other psychics leaving fake Google reviews pretending that they are um that they went for readings with that reader and slating them to bring down their reviews. It's cut like, I mean, it's a it's an absolute cutthroat industry. Which is so wild. It's, when it's, yeah, yeah, like when yeah. It's supposed to be this sort of like greater good thing. Well, that's how I see it. I suppose. Well, there's some really gorgeous people working in the industry, but because it's an unregulated industry and it's why we are so open to I completely respect and I have some lovely people I've had great discussions with atheists, agnostics and that. And when you can come respectfully I'm not trying to convince anybody what I do. That's the first thing. Yes, I think yeah. that if you start to try and I've witnessed many a conversation at dinner sometimes with very interesting groups of people where it was almost condescending and patronising. Oh, where yeah. Like the prove medium it. was like, yes, that too. But also the medium going, oh, per you, you don't believe in an afterlife. And I was like, uh, oh, God, for me, actually, a lot of the atheists that I know are academics, you know, that there's a they have researched their religion. They have a doctorates and masters that they, they know what they're talking about about and it was also part of my journey that the more I researched the more I had less uh, I have been to spiritual places that's another thing I've been to you know like Stonehenge and Fatima and all these kind of beautiful places and I have more affinity with the likes of you know nature and these spiritual places that would have a beautiful I remember when I did the Camino and I came into the cathedral in Santiago with all its gold and and I had more of an affinity with the beautiful Avery in the monastery with the little birds dipping in and out of the fountain. I found a very sacred, beautiful energy there than I did in this cathedral yes. full of gold. Yeah. I had no affinity with that. And I would kind of go back to the more Celt Celtic pagan energy that, you know, we all have a responsibility to live our lives and to be good to the animals, to look after the planet, to leave this place better than we were before. So I'm not trying to convince you of, you know, this is all real. You have to lead your pathway in life and I have to lead mine. And so I find that I feel the regulation where that could be would be regarding the service. So that there's very dangerous people in my industry that are trying to say that they have cures or that they um, do spells or you know, give me your give me your money and I'll take this away for you, you know, or, or I'll tell you when you're going to die or I'll tell you when um, you're going to get married. And I'm like, hold on one second. There's too many strands when, when I'm working with energy and I feel an energy around a person. I'm almost seeing so many different likelihoods around them of where their path could take them. You could still go out that door after a reading, take on board what I've said and do the opposite because we have free will. All of us in humanity, well, most of us, um, some, some third world countries, unfortunately, don't have much free will as we have. But in this part of the world, we have free will. And so I can go out that door. I can help an old lady across the street or I could mug someone. Do you know, mm -hmm. that's on me.
But so is is that to say that like a, a medium or, or a psychic who says I can tell you when you're going to die or your mother's going to die, that that's irresponsible? Absolutely or? irresponsible. I mean, can you imagine, Stephanie, if and by the way, I'll actually just there. So what is the difference between a medium and a psychic? Sorry, I, yeah, I can yeah. see you going, what's the right word well, to say? I feel like mediums can talk to dead people. You've got it. So every single medium is psychic. But not every psychic is, is a, a medium. medium. So a psychic person picks up energy of humans. So from me to you, um, they may just do that by talking. They may use cards. They may use runes, crystal balls, scrying, water, you name it. They don't have to use tools. But it is basically reading a human being's energy. And is it reading, sorry, is it reading, is that the same as a fortune teller? Yes, a hundred percent. And that is where... A fortune teller, that's where the name fortune telling or tell your fortune or read your hand. That is for a psychic. And that's where there's spiritual snobbery because mediums get offended being called fortune tellers because okay. uh, mediums can do that, but they can also connect with your loved ones in spirit. So they can go up there and they can also be here at the same time. Two questions. Is that because they have heart? Like, is it that a psychic like hasn't? dug in and sort of like try to connect with that part of themselves or is it just that some people have that skill and others don't you see and this is where Stephanie I it's not for me to turn around and say oh well you know Yes. There's some of us that are gifted because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. again, I'm like, get up off the yard, you know, yeah. I feel it's like that predilection I was saying to you about playing the piano. You know, I think some people are, are into that, are into it and some are not. Some have an, an affinity, I suppose I would say. I feel if you force anything, I'm, I mean, I think you, you block it, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, I know that there, there's some very talented mediums and they're awful people. And then there are so like I've been to a couple, right? And there are ones who tell you like this is the type of person you are and this is what you've done and this is who you are. And that's all, that's always very satisfying to be yeah. like, oh, you see me, you know me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then there are ones who are like, this is what's going to happen for you. So yeah. some of them don't really go into the fortune. They just sort of say like, well, you're this kind of person and these are the things that you might struggle with. I'm not saying they're going to happen, but if they were based on the personality that I know, you're going to have a difficulty with this. Yeah. Well, that Stephanie, a style thing? That's a, you've, you've nailed it before I've even answered it. That's down to your personal style. My personal style is I like to link in with a person. I like to make them feel nice and relaxed and, mm-hmm. and, and just basically have the crack. Um, take away any nerves and their jitters or, you know, and um, then I kind of go in with their personality, uh, what they're like, uh, etc. Sometimes I pick up on lessons they've gone through or sometimes if they're in the middle of one, a life lesson. Um, and then I tend to go into then what's going on around them and then I'll feel things coming their way. Um, I'm just a very nosy person in general. So I love going in and going into the nitty gritty and, and, and seeing, you know, OK, what's going on here? What are you attracting? what you can avoid as the case may be. Yeah. But I am very strict about uh, two areas and that is death or diagnosis. Absolutely not. First, and that's what going back to what you said about people want to know when you die. Uh, look, at it's not that I'll say nothing is definite, but I, I just feel there would need to be an awful lot of personal integrity around that. And I feel just because somebody wants to hear something doesn't morally make it right for you to say it, that when you turn around and say, well, that person's going to pass at that point, you're kind of 
um, I've heard too many horror stories, Stephanie, and I've heard far more times that they've got people have got it wrong than when it has been right. And normally when it's right, it's phrased in a way that even the medium themselves doesn't know what they're answering. So it could be something like um, in February, there's going to be a hell of a lot of energy here in your family. There's going to be a lot of stress. So perhaps just be careful. Or is have you got a big event coming up in your family? And the person can say no, no, no. And they walk away going, that was a lot of rubbish. And then all of a sudden in February, there could be a major event in their family. And then they realized only later, oh, my God, you know, but that was delivered in a way that wouldn't have been terrifying. Or even can you imagine if someone said someone close to you is going to die in February? They did. They said this to me. They're like, I went to one and she was like, you're the last. OK, I don't want to actually give away who it was, but basically <laughs> she didn't say who it was going to be. But she did like by virtue, like she made it very clear of like it's it's this generation like it's this yes, type okay, of person yes. on this side of the family blah 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 I think her name is you know now in fairness someone of that age they kind of only have about five names you know so like I don't know but she was like she's going to die in five weeks now she's still alive right now and, that and how was, long ago was that reading that was that reading was in September maybe okay so you were traumatized by that reading well I I was like I I was traumatized I sort of feel like this this person will this person is old, this person is infirm, this person is unwell, this person um, has often said like, I kind of wish God would take me now, you know. Oh God, yeah. And so yeah. part of me was like, oh, well, you know, this, I, I need to like, first of all, I need to see this person and I need to like make sure that mm. everything is in order. Um, But it's not going to be like this, the saddest tragedy in the world. It's not going to be tragic. It's going to be sad. Yeah. Um, But and, and so like I told other people in my family. Of course like, you did. Just so you know. You and know. then and then they were all like, Stephanie, you're a fool. Yeah, well, there's a, there are a few things there, Stephanie. First of all, the delivery of that. So someone is making a statement. Oh, it was a statement. And it, yeah. it's a time statement. This person will pass on this side of the family in five weeks. That is, that to me would send shockwaves around the family. I feel uh, even a way of phrasing that to be, there's this lady here, there's a lock around health-wise with her, um, check in with her. That would have been a nice way to say, you know, or that if you, that person's a medium to bring loved ones in spirit around to say they're looking after that person. Many of the time would I be connecting with loved ones in spirit, I, they would come around a family member and they would name a particular family member and then a client would go, oh, that person's not well. And I was like, well, I just need you to know and I would name all the ancestors mm -hmm. that are currently with the person at this moment and that they're all circling them. Nothing will be mentioned about them passing or nothing will be mentioned about they're going to pass this point. It would be a message of love and support for the people here to realize the ancestors were around them. Right, okay. So that when that person passed, there would be a piece going, oh, didn't that medium say? Right. Isn't that lovely? Nanny and granddad. So it is the case that like you can kind of tell when things are Yo God, you can, yeah. In but certain, it would depend on the person. You see, again, if you're really open for reading, the, the absolute level of of accuracy that can be brought about is astounding. But when you come to a reading with a very cynical, skeptical, you know, impress me kind of an energy, um, hiding all the rings, just you know, just all that kind of yeah. I want to get into like what you know, happens like, there. Like, and I mean, I just laughed. You know, it, it just for me. I did radio for ten years. You know, so I'm so used to just and now since the pandemic I've moved online and it's just audio and it's the most purest way of connecting because you're not looking at a person which I find by the way incredibly distracting Yes, yeah. because if a person has a lovely ring or a bling top the magpie in me is immediately zoning out going God I wonder where she got that ring oh focus right yes. um, and so for me when I am listening to the purity of that person's voice I'm in their energy and so it's just 
in the moment. In but the it's end. also been the case anytime I've gone that it's been like they don't say like you're married, you're single. They ask, are you married? Yeah. Are you single? Yeah. And it's well, they're not telepathic. So yes. um, a lot of people confuse readers and they think that you have to be a mind reader and you're not. And the interesting aspect there is, is that sometimes um, the, the person, the reader's own stuff might come up there, do you know? So you could get a reader there that is had an awful lot of issues with um, breakups and marriage and stuff. And they might assume everyone around them is going through a divorce or a breakup. Do you know, I think the more integrity you have. So there's, I don't really have any issue if, if someone's like you know is their partner because I would normally pick up a partner around a person and mm-hmm. um, I don't really feel but the other thing by the way is if somebody is going through a breakup and they're not recuperating well from that breakup they'll still read as in a couple because they haven't moved on right, so their okay. energy is still very much in a relationship they're not even looking for a relationship so I'll pick up sometimes that that person it's like my cards will say one thing and I'll be the other so I said look I'm really sorry when my cards are telling me you're single but my heart's saying that you're not that you're still in a relationship and the person normally is going through that so I get why a reader would say that I don't I don't feel there's anything I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I say for readers like, are you single or in a relationship right now? They want to get just straight to it mm-hmm. for you and not waste time, you know. Um, but I, I think sometimes then if there's too many questions, I mean, I, I, I don't mind that. Um, but it, it should be just that the client just goes, yes, that makes sense. No, that doesn't make sense. And with the client then, is it, you know, some clients may come in like with a lot of questions how do you do it? Do you just kind of do like a broad reading yes. first and then ask if they have any questions? Yeah, 100%. That's what I do. It Normally with my style, because I just said to you there, curiosity killed the cat, I go right in. So normally at the end, it's very rare my clients have questions because I go right into the sweet spot normally, you know, within a couple of minutes of a reading, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a person's first reading with me, I tend to kind of guide them in gently. But my regulars now, they get it with, with bow barrels. It's like, you know, what's a crack? Great to hear from you. Right. What the hell's going on here? Yeah. Do you know, because yeah, yeah. if I've a spread that's messy or cluttered energy, I'm like, what in the name of? You so know? you always use tarot cards, do you? No, or, no? Um, I use combinations. Uh, I tend to find I use uh, the Oracle cards. I've always loved. There's a very gentle energy with them. I found when I started out and was using tarot, people kept freaking out in front of me when um, they see the deck card, the tarot, and the deck card doesn't mean the deck card anyway, or the tower card. You know, people are like, Jesus, you know. So yeah. I and I, I began reading with the energy oracle so I'm a very fond energy for energy cards and they're very lovely energy and they can still give you a Bishop Brennan kick up the backside but the person in front of you doesn't realise that you know so I'd have trigger cards and then I develop my own divination tools the fairy stones and they're really sweet and they're nice for um, developing your intuition and things like that and I'm currently working on an energy oracle deck at the moment so that's a big bucket list thing for me is, is to do my own deck so um and and again, I'm I'm very fussy, and I would review a lot of cards and um decks sometimes on my page as well because it's nothing more annoying now, and especially since COVID, you go into a bookshop and you know at least with a book you can read the back and see what you're buying, whereas a deck of cards, it's, it's, no, you can't. I used to hate that. So part of the reason why I, I switch around and use so many decks on my page is that you some people go, oh God, I love that card, or oh, that's a pretty deck, and then they can go and buy it then from whatever source, you know. 
taking a break from the show to tell you about our sponsor, humdingermortgages.ie, your new gaff without the faff. Humdinger are an award-winning mortgage brokerage and they specialise in finding the right mortgage for you. The best part is that you deal with the broker and they deal with every major bank in the Irish market so you don't have to trawl around talking to loads of people. They also make the best recommendation on what's the best way to proceed for you specifically and they stay at your side to help you at every step of the way from application to drawing down your mortgage. They're in the mortgage business, right? Not the application business. They have absolutely no interest in putting you through the ringer and getting you to fill out loads of forms without getting a mortgage at the end. And they're really honest from the get-go about what the problems might be with your application. But then they don't abandon you. They will stay by your side and give you the best advice on how to make sure that you are successful the next time you apply. They specialise in helping first-time buyers, people looking to trade up, and people like me who are looking to save ourselves some money by switching our mortgage for a better rate. And like for me, I'm going to switch my mortgage. I'm working with Humdinger because like a reduction of even 0.5% on my mortgage rate can save me like 30 grand in interest over the whole term of my mortgage. Mortgages are the biggest financial decision you are ever going to make. So take advantage of speaking to experts and go to humdingermortgages.ie to begin your journey. So while I have you, I'm going to take the opportunity to um, take you hostage for a minute and tell you about the merchandise that we are selling. We have notebooks and pens, which are branded with the basically branding and you should buy them. You should buy them because it's a lovely notebook. Who doesn't need a notebook? If you are a Headstuff podcast member, if you buy the notebook, you get the pen for free. It supports me. It supports the podcast. It supports the producers, the people who work on the show and means that we can continue to make these podcasts and give them to you for free. If you want to become a Headstuff podcast member, if you get a lot from the podcast and you think, God, I'd like to support Stephanie and the podcast, you can become a Headstuff podcast member for five euro plus that. Uh, or you can give more if you want to go to headstuffpodcast.com and you can click register there and you pick a podcast. You can pick up to three podcasts. If you pick three podcasts, what happens there is that the five euro that you're giving gets split between three podcasts that you're supporting. Or you can pick just one podcast, say you pick my podcast, then you'll get my bonus material for free and all of the bonus material for all of the other podcasts on the network. So it's a really, really good deal. Five euro, all of these special podcasts. So if you want to do that, do it. I'll be very, very grateful. The people who are in the community, the Headstuff podcast members are my favourite people. They support the podcast. They mean that you can listen to this podcast for free. It's five euro a month. I'm going to stop talking now, but I really appreciate your support. Thank you. Oh, and also, if you cannot afford to support the podcast, but you want to support the podcast, you can also give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a good review or share the podcast with two other people. That's it. Just send the podcast to two other people who will listen to it, who you think will benefit from it. That helps to get our listeners up, which helps us get sponsorship. It's all how it works. And uh, yeah, I'd be really grateful if you do that too. Bye. While I have you, I want to tell you about another podcast on the network that I think you might enjoy. Sissy That Pod. So if you like RuPaul's Drag Race, you're going to love this podcast. Sissy That Pod serves up drag race recaps for the UK, US and all-star series of RuPaul's Emmy Award winning show. Not only that, but the host James and Kean, they also cover drag race spin-off shows for their Headstuff Plus bonus episodes. So if you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, then this is the show to subscribe to. Have a little listen. My name is Keen, And I'm James. And we host Sissy That Pod. Sissy That Pod is a fun, informative and comprehensive companion podcast into the world of the queer and colourful cultural behemoth that is RuPaul's Drag Race. 
Join us every week as we cover the current season of the show, All Stars 7, through the eyes of two queer Irish fans. Or scour through our back catalogue wherever you get your podcasts or on headstuffpodcast.com to check out the other seasons we've covered. But for now, start your engine. It's time to crown an ultimate queen. And what is the, like, how, so I've done that, right? I had uh, I had a deck once ages ago that was, remember Dorian Virtue? Oh, she's so <laughs> Voldemort, you went there. You went, went there, there, Stephanie. So, I mean, listeners can just Google. She was, oh, <laughs> she was there and then she wasn't there. But anyway, she had this. Um, she had come to Jesus. She had Jesus moment. Jesus moment. But she had a very nice deck of um, angel cards. Um, and... It was this, this that that fair that I went to at in Scotland. It was um, Hogmanay two thousand eight two thousand nine. So New Year's two eight so New Year's Day two thousand and nine. Healing with the angels or messages with the angels deck you got. It was blue messages maybe. It was messages. Well, uh, there was actually an angel called Fiona in that deck. Um, it's all women's names in that deck. That's her second deck that she published. Um, so I met Doreen Virtue and. Uh, I always remember it was Before my first. Before she went to the dark side. Oh no, and she was all love and light. It's why I say love and shite. That's oh, my right, phrase. Okay. It's, it comes from that, love and shite. So before she had her come to Jesus Bible Belt moment, which is another lucrative industry, we won't even go there. Um, but before she did that, I mean, Doreen Virtue is the reason why the industry Needs. is so uh, prolific today and she needs to be credited with that. She was the angel lady, her and Diana Cooper in the very early 90s and, um, you know, were the ones who brought angels and angel cards into our consciousness, you could mm-hmm. say. Before, it would be the third level on Hughes and Hughes or chapters and you'd almost feel as if you were a shady character going into the esoteric section, you know? Yeah. Whereas Doreen Virtue, it was an uh, Hay House became a machine. And so Hay House, she came in and I mean, her workshops and her tours, I mean, she came to Ireland, she was booking out the RDS. And I remember a really lovely friend of mine um, bought me tickets because her tickets in the RDS were 150 punts, punts. And sure, I was a single mum at the time. You know, there was no way I could afford anything like that. And this lovely friend was like, let's just go. You know, she's really hippie, you know. <laughs> and she was like, let's. And I was like, that's 150 euros a ticket, like. And she was like, let's just see what happens. I was like, oh, Jesus. So I remember at the time I was loving her healing with the fairies deck. That was a deck I absolutely adored. And I had the book. And the book is essentially a love story of how she met, well, her now ex-husband, <laughs> Stephen Farmer. At the time, it was a gorgeous story. And I just thought, oh, it was so lovely. And I was so naive and I bounced in like a little tigger into the RDS, dying to meet other spiritual people because, by the way, you would there was no internet, there was no yeah, Facebook, no there was no, I feel so old saying this to you, but you know, it was before Facebook or anything like that. So I was like, other spiritual people, this will be great. And it was like I went into a wall and I always remember I bounced up to these two ones in their pink Hay House t-shirts and I just noticed one of the guys had the book, my book and it was all full of little tags of like, you know, little page marks. So dying to ask what his favourite thing was and I just remember going, hi, hi and uh, what was your favourite bit? And I just remember the two of them looking at me first of all, you know when you get that look up and down and it was like, you know, we're here to help and I was like, you're not helping right now and it was like, if you'd like to go over there, there's the stands upstairs is this and it was like, they just blanked what I asked. It was if like, you know, you're just a muggle, go away. So I remember my friend steered me because she knew how hurt I was. And she was like, Fiona, let's just go upstairs. And I was like, why do we go upstairs? Everything's down here. 
okay and I followed her because I was like under obligation she she got the ticket so I was like okay so we went up to the like nosebleeds and I remember just looking at the the the, the wall to wall stands wall my first actual experience of wow this is an industry oh my goodness books and calendars and magnets and and I remember kind of you know going oh my goodness just and then merch like merch 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 from floor like the whole way down the RDS main right the either side and then she came on and I was like we were in the middle there was nobody around us it was just the two of us in the middle like holding space anyway that's for another day and so I remember very clearly she brought him on stage and it was all this like oh Ireland and the fairies and there's so much lovely energy here and I remember kind of sitting there going yeah 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 and then at the end I just remember having my hand up not realising I had my hand up and them coming to me with the microphone and me nearly having a heart attack and she was oh look at you up there with all the angels what question do you have and I was like well I said you know just about Irish energy and working with um the Fae in Ireland and Elementals in Ireland and and she was oh yes yes you will you will and you will write a book and you will do this and you will do that and I remember just going, yeah, here's here's the microphone back. Because I just remember just feeling, oh, this all feels wrong. This feels, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I should be, you know, everybody was fawning over, like fawning as if like the Messiah had arrived. Yeah. And I just felt like, what a load of shite. And then I thought, is there something wrong with me? You know, because I'd read all her books. I'd bought all her, her and I just, when I met her, I just was like, this is so fake. This is just so, you know. Bless you. Namaste. Namaste. Love and light. And Which so, evidently it was because she then turned away from it. So. Oh, it's just it was a multi-billion dollar industry. And then she had her come to Jesus moment. And now she, it's all she denounced all her work. But she not took her only, name off all the cards. But not only that, though, Stephanie, and this is what pisses me off about Doreen Virtue. She charged up to a grand to do her certified angel therapy practitioner courses. Those courses, she then publicly condemned and said they were in league with the devil. So can you imagine? So you've paid her all this money to all do this, this money, training and now you can't. And now it. you can't use it because she went out and said basically tarot cards, angel cards, Reiki practitioners. I mean, the um, reflexologists. I mean, the amount of relief and peace these wonderful healers do in the holistic industry. And she condemned all of that. So she, I mean, she literally took, wanted to take everyone out. So that's why I have absolutely no regard for her. I'd understand if she found Jesus, fair play to you. We all have to walk our own path. But don't try and annihilate. The people who you're leaving behind are who you. Entire industry. I have a question about. um, Sorry, you went on to Doreen Virtue. It gets me on my soapbox because it's like Voldemort this when you mention her name to me. Absolutely fine. (laughs) I was going to ask a question though about whether. So intuition, right? Yes. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I have a feeling about something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, is this really wise intuition or is this intense anxiety and should be ignored? You know, like I never know what what is what is true or what is like, you know, I might get a vibe off someone, but I'm like, is this a vibe I'm getting that's that I should rely on or is this just me being anxious because it's a new person or it's you know okay how do you know okay so the difference between your ego and your intuition is ego is I always say ego easing God out ego is fearful it's paranoid it's anxious it's hurried it's um, I always joke and say about ego it's either telling you you're shit or shit hot it's one or the other you're Mm -hmm. either doubting you're either fearful you're either in an anxious state you know, hyperventilating or you're thinking you're better than everyone's Donald Trump style, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the soul is quiet. The soul is like, nope. Doesn't go into explanation. You just 
No. And you and don't so, need to justify you it. Don't justify it. It's almost when something sits with you, it resonates. So you'll also, you'll find yourself agreeing to something before you've even thought it through. You'll go, yeah. And you'll go, what, what was that about? That came from the soul energy. Or when something doesn't sit. So and I is always, that part of how you, like when you're doing a reading for someone, I'm interested in like how you can be, like are you ever unsure of something with someone? Yeah. Oh God, I'm only human. So sometimes that can be a vibe I'll get. It can all, it, I tend to get that more with the people that come with an attachment and a level of expectation to a reading. So let me explain. When you go to a reading and you are very blinkered in what you wish the outcome of that reading to be. So when you are wanting that medium or reader to tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's attachment. So you're not open really. To any outcome. To any outcome. So I get a vibe and even, and that's really with a psychic reading, not really with mediumship, you know, um, as that is just spirit. Um, you can't, you can't control that at all. But in a psychic reading, you'll get people trying to navigate or control or, you know, I'll pick up possibly a relationship that's not in a good place and the person's like, yeah, but, you know, when are we getting married? Okay. And I'm like, Um, (laughs) I'm almost trying to go I feel we have a few issues of communication here on both sides and they're like yeah 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 but when are they going to propose to me and I'm like well actually I would be looking more at this about is are you suited to each other is it it feels like a bigger issue here between you both you know and so you're trying to gently kind of steer not steer but more or less you know everything what I do is it's all about integrity and honesty and so um, and I will not be led by a sitter. So sometimes I get really pissed off with that. So, you know, sometimes you'll even get people go, you know, well, I was hoping you're going to tell me this. Um, like yeah. come out and say, and I'll say, well, that's not me. I will give you the truth. And, you know, I have to be in my integrity. I have to finish this reading. Like you're only as good for me personally. My motto is you're only as good as your last reading, you know. Okay, yeah. And so with every reading I would bring that integrity and I'd hold that space for that person and I would tell them what I see and I would go into that energy of that. Now, when someone's open to that, that's powerful because that's where a person who could be in a very toxic cycle may need to go into therapy or counselling. They may need to look at other services. And that's where I would very gently say, have you ever considered therapy? Have you ever considered, you know? And it's one thing that I am, again, I I kind of bang on about it, but mediums and psychics are not therapists and they should never be mistaken for therapists. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go to mediums or psychics as in lay um, and it's like I would read for a lot. I would have a lot of psychologists and psychotherapists and all that I read for because of you're talking about Carl Jung and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I would refer them on or I find it as well. One of the psychologists reading for it said I used to give um, referrals to various uh, psychotherapists, psychologists. I knew them until the psychologist said to me, no, Fiona, that person needs to find that themselves. It's better off that they go and make that themselves. Okay. Um, because if that therapist isn't right for them, they, they'd almost put like, well, Fiona sent me to that person. And, 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 and Yeah, because it wasn't a psychic thing, me sending them to that. It was, I picked up that that person need therapy, but it wasn't like, this is the therapist you should go to. So then I realized, oh God, I there's didn't realize. There's, there's a lot of weight. So then I just go, look, would you be interested in going to therapy or looking at that? Because sometimes we can become very stuck so part of a reading is kind of in a very gentle way saying okay 
and I, I would get a lot of psychic tourists that would go from psychic to psychic to psychic to psychic, tell me what I want to hear. And they're the people that really need help. They need help. And they're hemorrhaging money. They're paying 50 to 100 to whatever for a reading. We won't even go into the phone psychics, which is like 150, 250 a, a minute. They could spend 150. They need to be in therapy. Because that's about facing a reality that they're running away from. Right, and okay. so they want to be told that abusive relationship, they're all of a sudden that person's going to change. And, change. It's, and it's like, hold on, the only person that's responsible for the change for themselves is yourself. You can't change another person, but you can be responsible for your actions. So a really good reading is holding space for that person and being tender, be, being very respectful. You're holding somebody's soul. You know, that, mm -hmm. that's how I feel about it anyway. So that's why I get very angry with the likes of readers saying someone's going to die. Uh, no, leave that person. Because people are vulnerable. And They're projecting don't. as well. There's an awful lot of untrained readers, an awful lot of untrained readers and a lot of messed up people. And, you know, that old expression, hurt people, hurt people. Dangerous feckers going around doing readings, telling people, oh, no, leave your partner. What's wrong with them? Like, it's they're they're projecting their kind of effed upness onto other people. So how often has it happened that like um, so it's kind of a double sided question. One, how do you like switch off so that you're not reading the people you're sitting next on the bus or you're not seeing you know, the the spirits of people everywhere? Well, or do it's, you? it's for me, for me, I'd see energy around people or I'd feel things. And I have the way I've always done it has been with spirit that I've say, for example, the times I've had to give messages to members of the public and um, has been very much in alignment with what was for them. So what I mean by this is I'll have a code word that changes every time. So one one time when I was in Sligo, I was in a pharmacy looking at makeup and um, I felt a lady came into the shop and uh I immediately felt a gentleman had a traumatic passing and I was like, go away. Absolutely not. So I said, right, the word angel. If the word angel is said three times, I will give a message. You know, this person's OK. Well, I mean, message. this shop. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. If I hear the word angel three times. Right. So I happened to know the girl behind the counter and she was like, I'm doing your makeup for you. And I, Absolutely. So I sat up in the chair, loving this. And uh, next time this woman came around the corner again and stood there beside me. And I was thinking, oh, crap. And she went you know, she goes, there's something, do you believe in angels? And I was like, yeah, I do. There's something about you. I believe in angels. That was too. And I was there going, ah, spirit, come on. And then she goes, yeah, she goes, you know, there's like an angel shop. It's <laughs> like, God damn it. And so the girl who was doing my makeup was like, well, actually, Fiona is a medium. She's, are you? She's, God. And I said, look, it. I said, and then I gave her a message and it's from a lovely job and he died dramatically and he just wanted to say thank her. And the poor woman ran out of the shop and I couldn't do anything. I was still there and she came back in. Apparently she was related to one of the people who worked in the shop, but she had found this man and he had um, taken himself to spirit very, very tragically. And she had found his body and she would meant to call in earlier in the day and she got busy. And so she always blamed herself that if she'd called in earlier, she would have found him. Mm -hmm. So when I gave her the message and it was just basically said, thank you and uh, thank you for being so kind to me. And there was nothing she could have done that day. Mm -hmm. And that there was something about the photo she carried and she reached into a purse and there was a photo of him that she always carried him. And it was like she carried the weight of the fact that she never called in, like she mm -hmm. felt personally responsible. So he had to get a message to her to say, you are not responsible. And so in that aspect, that is where absolutely I'm in service to spirit. But there's conditions because if you think I'm going in. around like a mad one 
up to, you know. And so that's where it just comes in. But I wouldn't be kind of looking at people. I think that's like, you know, Stephanie, it's like the equivalent of going through someone's underwear drawer. Do you know, like that. So you do have to, that's what I'm saying, like you have to kind of tune in. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. you'd kind of, that's yeah. sort of like you'd yeah. be, what's the word? Kind of like eavesdropping on their internal life. I don't, see, I, 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 don't think you can do that to everybody. It's, I haven't tried. I have to be very honest with you, Stephanie. I haven't tried. The only time I've ever kind of opened myself up to that is when in my early days, when a medium was on stage, I used to try and connect with who they were connecting with and see could I get the same messages, which of course is um, one of the circles is frowned upon and it's uh, not considered professional behaviour. But Why? I didn't know that. Well, you're pulling on a link. So if oh, a medium right, doesn't okay. have enough experience, they could be in the middle of getting like, say, a path pass for cancer next and all of a sudden a Claire will go through well, what happened to Pat it's because there's a medium in the second row jumping in and linking <laughs> in with Pat you know it's like I'm going to but the more experience you become as a medium you become very much more clear in your power and you can hold a link and you can break an energy and move away when you feel people pulling on your energy you know does everyone have spirits around them Oh God, yeah, we all do. We all do. And and it's not a case of like brown cows. Do you know, I, I find that our ancestors are always with us. They're always looking after us. We're, we're always held in, in a really beautiful way. And I always joke and say, spirit, don't do bedrooms or bathrooms. Do you know, like they couldn't be arsed. You know, they've yeah. better things to be going on with. But we carry them in our heart. And at times you might hear a song in the radio. You might get a particular smell um, you might even overhear the name or somebody saying a name or a memory could pop up on your phone and that's a little nod from them um, letting them almost kind of saying oi I'm right beside you I'm looking after you you know it's not this bolt of light from heaven saying hi you know yeah. or this, a lot of people see that that bloody fell on the sixth sense you know Jesus I think if a lot of memes could see like that they mediums would be jumping over before anybody else to spirit because uh, how traumatic is that and you know that level of clairvoyance normally they wouldn't speak you know if you yeah. saw someone in full full 3D like that their amount of energy generated for that I've only seen that several times in my life Um, you know mostly Spirit will communicate through all the clairs, your clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, claircognance, clair augustans, clairalliance, which is all the clairs, which mean your clairaugustans is clear tasting, which you can taste things in your mouth. Your clairalliance, you can smell, such as perfume or tobacco. Your claircognance is knowing. You yeah. just know you know. Your clairsentience is feelings. You can feel how a person dies, their personality, and your clairaudience you can hear and you have internal clairaudience and external so internal is I could hear the names like I like to explain that like you go into a supermarket and you're thinking me milk bread cheese but you're not verbalizing it out loud mm -hmm. in my head I could hear John dad cancer right okay you know but it's my voice with no accent Yes. You know, because spirit obviously don't have vocal cords or anything like that. So they're using my body. So then I could feel a shift in my body. So I could feel I have a man. I could feel this person's heavy set. I could feel my jaw kind of changing. I could feel a fluttery energy around my heart. Everything's happening at once. So when you're talking to me now, Stephanie, you're using your mind to think, to formulate things. You're listening to what I'm saying. You're looking at me. All your senses are, you're, you're not in one sense or another, they're cohesively working together. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing as us mediums. You know, we, the spirit are using, we're a conduit. And it's, that's why the term medium comes about. We're, we're using our bodies, our senses to con convey that message to the client. But in a reading, like you're also like looking at me, concentrating mm. on me, yeah, but yeah. also it's, it must be really exhausting. How many of these can you do a week? It's not... Um, it, it's it's not even it, it's it's only exhausting because you're you're plugged into energy. So 
Um, and we all have energy and how I'll give you a description of good energy is do you know when you're having a deadly conversation with someone and you're hyper and you come away from the conversation you're like that was a great chat that was that was the energy behind that conversation we talk in energy we are on the same wavelength that's that's energy do you know vibe that's energy talk you know that person gets me that's energy that's been linked in right Mm -hmm. Stand in an elevator and you'll see about plugging and pulling your energy right in close to your body. And that's saying that person just doesn't get me that, you know, there's something off with that person. And so that's where we pull our energy in and that we we, we, we can disconnect from an individual or person. So it can be when I have a flow of clients that I just totally get and there's a flow and yummy conversations and like I could be as high as a kite but if I get a spiritual Karen yes okay uh, that's a whole other different affair because that is draining that's like well like you know what colour like 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 colour they like or what like flavour ice cream did they like it's like I haven't a clue do you know that's tele- telepathy if I could do that I'd be giving you a lot of numbers as well do you know yes, yeah. so that, that can be ignorance and it can also be a bit of spiritual snobbery also too so um, and I feel that sometimes people would have that like level of attachment or they've made up their mind about a reading before they've had it, mm-hmm. you know, so and, and that can destroy a reading. So if somebody's difficult or confrontational or awkward or won't even say yes or no, Stephanie, like I, I get people that do you won't still even do say, in person. I, it's online now. It's all audio. Okay. So but how I would then? So you're just talking to? Yeah. It's like you. Yeah, I, I've had to stop readings. Only there a few weeks ago, I had a had a person that. Was silence. And I said, excuse me, can you hear me? Yeah. Or I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay, well, um, I'm not telepathic. I'd like to give you a lot of numbers, but I am only human and I all I need is yes. That makes sense? No, that does not make sense. That is yeah. all I need. Uh, I can't read minds. I can't give a lot of numbers. It's a yes or no that that resonates with you. That makes sense. And I can move forward. Uh-huh. That's still not a yes or a no. Okay. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. I was very, very near to ending the session and saying, look, I want you to get the best out of your session, but I I can't work with, you're not giving, I have nothing to work with. The, the vibration in your voice of a yes, the vibration in your voice of a no. Um, us mediums get things wrong. Of course we do, we're human, you know, so a symbol I might have, I could be getting a clairvoyant energy um, uh, for uh, a symbol that I would have. So it could be something with a car. Now, it could be to do with that person needs to move or that person is buying a car. I have to go, sorry, do you understand about uh, or learning to drive? Do you know, so it's like I, I might have to say, sorry, I'm getting an image of a car here. Do you understand are you you doing something around a car or buying a car? And that person's like, right. Yeah. Yes or no, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah. fine to be wrong. So um that that's that'll drain me, Stephanie. So that's the only time I get drained. You know, so um or the other day, Saturday there, I literally had a day full of clients and I literally forgot I we David Gray tickets booked from about three freaking years ago. Oh, wow. So my sister <laughs> the night, the two days before I was like, Oh, by the way, when are we when's that David Gray concert? And I was like, I thought you knew. I thought you knew. Jesus. And it was Saturday. So I had to, my last two clients, I had to move. And I had to literally jump into a running car and straight down the road. So I went from a whole day of talking straight into singing at the top of my lungs. So that's why my voice is still not fully (laughs) recovered. I'm still barking. I'm like, arf, arf. So that's the only time Stephanie it takes from me, you know. Um, I know you have an incredible waiting list, but if people want to find out more about you or hound you or get on your waiting list, where can they find you? Oh, Instagram is the best place. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Fiona Fairy Psychic Medium. And just to say that 
there is F-A-E or Y. Yeah, that's all the elemental. There's over 50K in the page and that's the genuine page. Unfortunately, I have, I wouldn't like to even say how many fake pages. There's no backup page of my account. So it'll be the one with there's over the over 50K following. That would be me. Yes. And you can also check because I'm following you. You see, I'll or tag me, tag me or whatever. Yeah. And then people will know 100%. Brilliant. People could be listening to this months after, you know. Oh, okay. So, um. Yeah. Good, good, we'll, good thinking there. <laughs> we'll be mutual <laughs> friends. Um, I could talk to you all day. Thank you so much for joining me um, and for demystifying the mystical. And it's it's really refreshing to hear that one, you think it should be regulated. Two, that I had a dodgy, I had a dodgy <laughs> reading by someone who told me that someone was going to die. Um, and yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stephanie. You have listened to another episode of Basically. Our music is by Only Ruin. Our graphic design is by Kahlo Gara. Julie Hassett is our producer and we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. See you next week. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.